and let there be sound. Hello, everybody. My name is Kirby Kwan Jr., and we're back here at the Ghetto Fabulous Podcast. Joining me today will be our standard co-host, your boy, Skinny Jean Shane. How you doing today, Shane? Good. How are you? Doing all right. So, you know, to quickly address it, of course, um, we're not in the usual recording. Well, I don't know what's usual anymore, but we're not yeah. in the in, in the room where we usually record these both with the video. It's just going to be purely an audio podcast. So we're actually recording these separately at our own home for the sake of safety. Third wave now, lockdown, I swear. Yeah, in Toronto, this is the, the, the third one. I, I kind of feel like we should have just did what Australia did and just shut everything down for like a solid, I think it was like five or seven weeks. And then everything was just completely back to normal. But, you know, we didn't. We did this weird halfway bullshit. And, um, you know, it uh, doesn't really work properly like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Blech. Yeah. Blech, indeed. But that's not why we're here. That's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, or formerly known as the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, so I guess, like, fuck it, you know? Like, wh- what was your initial thoughts, like, after you've seen it? Um, after I saw the Snyder Cut or the, like, original one? Actually, yeah, maybe we could quickly re- recap that. We did recap sort of, like, the Justice League um, in a previous podcast really quickly, but we'll just talk about like it really briefly and like hopefully less than three minutes. What was your thoughts on Justice League? I thought it was awful. I thought that uh-huh. was like one of the weirdest and most incoherent like storylines, especially for the Justice League that I've very seen. Very red. <laughs> yeah, very red. All the colors were awful and Cyborg never looked cool. Like just n- a lot of things just didn't make much sense. That was my initial like reaction to it. Um, gosh, and then like the voice lines that they had going through it, it was just bad in my opinion. Um, it had like some cool scenes every now and then, um, but overall, not my favorites. I really feel as though, right, like you know, they could have done a lot better. Yeah, um, I'm on a very similar boat, except I, I kind of openly declared that I hated this, uh, the the Justice League, mm. um. It was just bad to me. Um, a lot of continuity errors. Like you could clearly tell where the reshoot reshoots were, especially with Batman, because Ben Affleck was a uh, like sort of he went back to um to alcoholism and he was a little bit bloated mm. during the reshoots, and his hairline was all over the place. Um, the Superman like edit mustache. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I didn't really notice it that much. I feel like it's one of those things where if no one told me, I would not have noticed it. To be honest, because like I watch it with other friends who don't really keep up with absolutely everything during the production, mm. and he didn't really notice it. He thought that it looked a little bit weird when Henry Cavill said, "Do you bleed?" But yeah, um, oh yeah, that's the other thing too. Like a lot of reshoots for Justice League was very unnecessary, and it actually proved to be a detriment to the film. Like the fact that Superman was speaking in. Um, well, when he was revived, and then later there's that scene where <laughs> it was dubbed over Amy Adams when she says, you smell good, and he said, did I not before, when the original scene, he didn't say anything, and then he finally spoke, and then Amy Adams finally said, oh, good, you speak. 
So that actually makes oh, sense. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that until you told me. <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's pretty fucking stupid. I, I keep on forgetting because Shane and I are also part of another podcast, which coincidentally, at the day that we're recording this, um, the next episode comes out called mm. um, Are You Listening? Which you could find, I'll put it in the description box below, um, as well as description in whatever platform you happen to be listening this to. Um, and of course, whatever platform you are listening to this, um, ensure that you um, like the podcast or rate it five stars if it's on Apple. Um, the podcast that we're talking about that we're also a part of is Are You Listening? Um, so you could just simply just click on that link and enjoy more of Shane and myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good way of yeah. segueing that. All right. I'm, I'm a monster at that. Yeah, but on that podcast, we don't, we, we don't cuss. So that's why we're, we're, <laughs> we're trying to find our bearings again. Yeah. But fuck it. Um, I was really <laughs> trying to think like, you know, can I say fuck? Can I? S- yeah, I think I can, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. We're rated R now, unlike that first Justice League. Oh, my gosh. I just remember, like, looking at, what was it? Like, some of the designs for the characters, all right? And I was just mm. like, okay, that's not terrible. Um, But then I saw the acting, all right? And, like, for me, it was, like, seeing, like, Cyborg, like, barely talk or really do anything. And then mm-hmm. Barry talks too much. <laughs> it's funny, because... Uh, I thought Justice League's undercut was going to fix certain things about him because I thought the goofy run 100% had to be like a Justice League thing. But then mm. turns out Ezra Miller just... I think he doesn't know how... Like that. Huh? Maybe they just wrote him like that, you know? I don't know. To me, it's like either he just didn't know how to run or whatever Zach was trying to direct him to do did not tra- was lost in translation because it just... No human being runs like that aside from LeVar Ball. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I guess like now would be a good time to actually talk about the actual Snatter Cut, the original Justice League, as I call it, because that's mm-hmm. what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, you know, let's talk about the runtime, four hours. How did you think? Do you think that was used effectively? Um, it's really tough to say. Um, I think so, yes. Like, overall, like, it was used very, very well to actually establish the characters and make them, like, you know, much more fulfilling. But would I ever sit in the movie theaters for four hours? Hell no. <laughs> uh, I believe that if it was going to get a theatrical release, or run at least, which I believe it was initially slated for this upcoming May, if they were to do so, they would split it into two two to three if memory reserve sessions where you would have like an intermission in between i've never seen another movie do something like that to be honest well if you've if you've ever been in theater or operas and stuff like that that's actually like a very normal thing to do i just yeah, don't but know that's like it. live action that's like musical theater right it it's not different. always it could be plays as well that's fair that's true yeah so um, if they if they execute it properly it can be translated correctly but um the reason why I asked about the four-hour runtime is because it turns out about just under half an hour of it was slow motion. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, let's talk about this. Um, it was so funny to me, right? Like, you know, because we watched it together. Like, we saw it together um, online, and when we... That's only half true. <laughs> that's only half true, right? But, like, I just kept noticing, right, just how many freaking slow motion, like, parts there were and in my head it was just like okay this is kind of driving me nuts because i feel as though like i love like the high speed action like uh the first real part that kind of bothered me all right was the action scene with wonder woman um what? 
And no, well, well, listen, all right, like you see her, right, like jump in, right, and she is like blocking the bullets and she's moving super fast, and that looks awesome. And then there's moments that just slow down when she's just kind of staring at the guys, and I'm just like, mmm, I feel like this could be used a lot better for the Flash. And then when they did the Flash, all right, it was just weird and creepy. <laughs> well, that's just because, well, he's literally playing with a wiener in, in front of iris's face and that's I'm iris it like, right yes i'm wording it like that on purpose but yeah okay yeah because in my head i was just thinking like okay there's like two characters in this whole thing that makes sense for like slow-mos right it would be superman and then the flash right um i don't really know why they did like such a hype moment for aquaman like remember when he was walking out onto the like what is that thing the pier yeah, the pier, and it was just slow mo, and the waves were crashing around, and because I was just dude like, has his shirt off. He's, he's gotta, you gotta milk that shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, like eye candy, great, right? Yeah. But in my head, it was just like, ah, uh, did we really need that? Not really, because we kind of got two moments of him like shirtless. The first one was when he like basically told Bruce Wayne like piss off, and then There's just probably three if memory serves so that was the first one the second one was on the pier and then the third one was when he was saving mara right there you go yeah um but in my opinion all right like the movie was a little odd in terms of some of its pacing um i thought like the amazon scene like kind of lasted a little too long um and after that all right then the action kind of like slowly begins to pick up in my okay. opinion, I still think that is really, really great. I don't have any issues, right, um, in terms of the action. Everything was, like, you know, really, really well done. Especially, they finally made, like, the ending scene, like, sorry, like, the fight scene in Russia? It was Moscow, I think, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, they made that fight scene make way more sense compared to whatever the hell they released. Dude, you, you, you didn't like, like, the little family and shit? family as like the centerpiece here that made no sense I s- yeah. oh my god no i um yeah I, I feel like um the action in this is a lot better because it holds on certain shots a lot longer for your brain to process it um, mm-hmm. the way that they chopped it up significantly in joss whedon's version was 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 not exactly great so i i was obviously well i shouldn't say obviously but i was formerly in film school both in terms of film production and studies so i could speak on this where you know sometimes for for action scenes especially if you're moving a lot you need to hold on that for more than five frames so that you could understand what's happening otherwise it's too disorienting now for certain characters and certain sequences like i think it was dark knight rises where they had batman sort of like sneaking up on you in the shadows and it's very disorienting yeah that makes sense um but like if your character is going to be very sporadic and moving a lot like i always say you know the andrew garfield spider-man movies are kind of hit and miss but the action in that is well done especially for cg because you feel the weight it holds on the shot just long enough for you to understand exactly where the the layout the blocking of characters are at mm-hmm. just we didn't took what Zack snyder and his team and, and and cinematographers shot and chopped it up a little bit too quickly with that said, though, I think what Just Sweden did better, surprisingly, for certain scenes at least, not all, is um, they took that the, some of the slow-mo scenes and they cut it a little bit shorter. Because mm-hmm. really what those slow motion shots are really supposed to be, it's meant to be similar to a comic book splash page. 
Wait, really? Um, huh? You think so? Like, or was that actually like what it's meant to be? Yeah, both. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, at least, I think it's very clear because mm-hmm. obviously you can't put. Well, I shouldn't say you can't, but in live action, you it's really difficult for you to put a still image, like a freeze frame, like you would a splash page, without it looking very jarring and out of um, out of out of place right like yeah. like case in point <laughs> raindrops are falling on my head in uh. fucking spider-man 2 when the fool takes a big ass bike out of out of his hot dog and shit and just <laughs> holds in that one frame for like three seconds and it was like jarring as hell oh yeah oh i mean gosh. i love spider-man 2 don't get me wrong but like th- that was still kind of strange fair um, fair so yeah i like i saw so the thing is you know um Zack Snyder has been sort of um, touted as one of those directors where he has an extreme style, like hella auteurism, but Mm -hmm. um, sometimes criticized for, you know, not being a great storyteller. I feel like with this movie, it it sort of, I don't want to say redefines, but it, it shows you that quote unquote comic book movies can be done in different ways because i feel like for the modern era as in from 20 2008 onwards basically the marvel era you know a lot of people think oh yeah comic book movies always have to be comedic action movies right because mm. that's basically what the style of, of of the mcu has you know uh evolved into so to speak mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a terrible way to look at comic book movies, not because I dislike Marvel, but more than anything is because now you have bottlenecked all the potential for this genre of adaptations to be. Um, Chris Nolan's version of Batman's um, trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, I always looked at it as a crime drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Wonder Woman, for example, and Aquaman coming of age. Um, Shazam is um, Shazam falls into the comedic um, action movie for sure. And then this here is very clearly meant to be a superhero epic that still looks like a comic book movie or look like looks like a comic book. Because one of the biggest debates is if it's going to be a movie, shouldn't it be more like a movie? But then if it's adapting a comic book, shouldn't it look like a comic book? Mm, I see what you mean now. Yeah. And I always say, do you really want another Ang Lee, Ang Lee Hulk? <laughs> Oh Look, my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I respect Ang Lee a lot. Um, and I feel like, honestly speaking, it's not as bad as... That's no, pretty bad, actually. <laughs> I, can't, I can't quite defend... Because the performances also let, are, are very, like, let lets that movie down. Like, Jennifer Connelly and that had the same emotional weight of a leaf that is say burnt cabinet. and dead. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but we're not here to talk about Hulk. Um, the reason why I did bring up that that movie, as well as like you know the, the the Marvel stuff, is this to me is one of the most stylized comic book movies that, when it needs to, looks like a comic book, but definitely still feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I feel as though um, I totally agree with what you say about it being like one of the most stylized uh, superhero movies that we've gotten so far. Um, mm. because the thing is, I feel as though, right, like, when it comes to team-up movies, um, they're actually, like, some of the easiest, like, kind of comic book movies, right? Like, you, 
um, just kind of put the characters together, right? You explain, like, you know, um, like, you know, one big threat, and that's kind of it. But with this one, all right, we actually got to see, like, each and individual character, like, shine, like, really, really well. I think that's what the four hours kind of lend to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially Cyborg. Especially Cyborg, which finally... You should probably move. Oh, my gosh. Um, which finally redeemed his, like, I guess, situation from the Joss Whedon cut. Because um, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the stylized, uh, like, you know, stylization of, like, comic book movies these days, um, I think you're totally right, like, from 2008 leading up. Um, but I think Marvel actually caught on to that, and they started to, uh, like, kind of pivot their direction from it, too. Um, specifically around, I would say, Winter Soldier. Because if you look at Winter Soldier, it's really more of a spy movie with superheroes in it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was way more fun. They stopped giving, like, you know, any crap about, like, you know, being serious or anything like that. Um, and that is sort of, like, you know, a fun version of, like, a action comedy. But still, like, somewhat grounded to Earth. And, like, you know, making a bit more of an impact rather than, like, you know, what you see in, say, like, Iron Man 1 or something like that, right? Mm, I'm gonna disagree with you on that, with exception to the Winter Soldier, because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially from like post Age of Ultron, specifically at around like Civil War onwards, mm-hmm. they all started to look the same. And we know that they're directed by different people for the most part, at least. You have different cinematographers and whatnot, but they all started to look the same, which is good for the sake of continuity. And I believe the word is homogeneity. Uh, but the problem is. They 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 play it. They they don't do it in. They they they're kind of cheap with it. And what I mean by that is, and a lot of Marvel guys are probably gonna hate me for saying this, but I I, I invite you to actually like rewatch them and see what I mean. They all look very gray. Like the colors, <laughs> like like the uh, the characters are colorful. Like Captain mm-hmm. America is like literally like fucking colorful as hell. But the actual like product that you get on the screen is pretty gray Mm kind of bland looking and prior to infinity war the blocking of the characters was not particularly great either i don't think especially in civil war like if you rewatch that airplane scene or uh, sorry airport scene the blocking is kind of strange in that in that in in that scene in Mm -hmm. hindsight fair and considering that um the footage for Zack Snyder's Justice League was shot around the same time, roughly at least, um, of Civil War a year later, I guess. You could tell that, like, in my opinion at least, the the cinematography in um in in, in uh, Justice League is, in my opinion, leaps and bounds a lot more risky as well as rewarding because you know, shit actually happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Fair. Um Although, like, what you said is just kind of giving me, like, oh, God, there was this one joke just kind of floating around on, like, Instagram and Twitter of, like, um, all the DC movies just being, like, too dark. Not, like, mm-hmm. material-wise, but, like, color-wise. Um, to that, I always point them at the the final battle of Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, yeah. But still, um, overall, I think, like, you're totally right in that this is, like, stylized, you know, um, it's definitely much riskier, as you said, or right, uh, it's really taking just, like, Zack Snyder's, like, vision and just kind of running with it, Mm -hmm. um, and I am perfectly fine with that, because I think overall, all right, this tells a much more interesting story, 
Um, because this is something that I was kind of thinking about a lot when I was kind of like going through the whole thing, which is what origin story is this following for the Justice League? Because there's a lot out there, like in terms of like the canon, like, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, comic book material. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my head, I was trying to figure out like, you know, what earth are we on? Like, you know, what is this storyline? Almost none of the ones that I had in mind actually lined up with this. Because this actually felt a lot closer to Justice League Dark Apocalypse War in terms of like its story. Uh, I believe, yeah, and we we addressed this very briefly in the predictions uh, episode podcast or podcast episode more so, uh, where I did mention that that animated film took a bit of a lot actually, uh, I should say, of um of some Liberty. of the earlier drafts that. Um, Snyder had for Justice League, mm-hmm. so so that so that's why there's a lot of parallels and similarities in that in that regard. Um, the thing that I like about this particular story of bringing the lead together, it, it takes a lot from the New Fifty Two. It takes a little bit from that really shitty storyline, fucking Future's End. Oh uh, gosh, <laughs> yeah, um, as well as uh, Injustice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that they they took just the right liberties from uh, uh, um, or an an inspiration from those three relatively unrelated um, stories, and they took just enough from the three so that it is fairly cohesive. Granted, over um, it it, it never open ended, and and that's unfortunate. But like, I I'm very interested. Like, I'm I'm hoping that at least we get some kind of follow up, whether it's a comic book, an animated short, or something. Well, not a short because that's not going to be enough. Because you know, you it's probably like, going to be. Are we skipping well, to the ending right now? Or are we going to be talking about nightmare? Uh, first things first. I think we fucked up and forgot to say that we actually really like this movie. <laughs> 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 no, I remember I said that. <laughs> we're like 20 minutes in and, and I didn't say anything about that. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess since we're already talking about the story, we talked about sort of bringing the lead together and for what reason. Um, I guess we should quickly address actually Steppenwolf. Thank um, God they actually made Steppenwolf like more relatable and a lot more like, I would say, interesting. Because yeah. the thing is, before, right, like, he was just, like, this hideous carbon cutout, like, you know, in the Joss Whedon cut, right, who was just, like, ah, for dark side, ah, and then he just runs around and, like, kind of gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, um, the, go ahead. Uh, the other thing is, um, just the biggest thing is just, it's, it's, it's a very common mistake that you see in poor writing is... There's no real motivation behind a character's actions. Here, it's very clearly stated, well, mostly clearly stated as to what happened. He wants redemption because apparently, you know, he pulled a, he 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 pulled a, a mark and he betrayed Johnny. He betrayed um Darkseid apparently, and um, you know, he just wants to redeem himself. You know, for the glory of Darkseid. One one thing I, I do want to mention is I actually think his voice was better in Justice in Justice League. I actually liked his voice a lot better here because I thought it was way more iconic. That's funny because it's the same voice actor. The reason why I, I say I don't like it as much in Zack Snyder's version is because there's a little bit too much filtering going on, and sometimes it's a bit difficult to make out what he's saying. And it and it gave me some some uh, some Tom Hardy Bane flashback flashbacks. <laughs> For me, it was um, yeah. I totally know what you mean about like you know sometimes I have no clue what the heck he's saying. But in my head, I was legit thinking to myself, like, I don't know, man, he's an alien. Like, maybe this is just how it works. 
<laughs> that's that's racist, dude. You, you just assume the way that aliens work. <laughs> well, let's be real. He spoke English like the entire time. So <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, but but yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just like I'm so glad that they actually had the freaking balls to bring in Dark Side, and like we literally saw like what he was supposed to look like. Because I'm pretty sure, like, that part was just cut right out from the Joss cut, right? It wasn't, like, reshot and, like, CGI'd when we actually uh, saw Darkseid the first time. You mean as, as Uxus? Yeah. I, I unfortunately did not read into that. I think so. Okay. I can't confirm that. Okay. One way or the other, right? It was awesome to actually finally see, like, a live-action version of um, Darkseid. And mm-hmm. he's freaking ugly, which is great, all right? Because he's not supposed to look, like, you know, amazing or anything like that. Nah. And when they actually gave the reason why he was in- so interested into Earth, it made more sense. Because I could not remember at all what Joss's, like, idea was in terms of, like, why they were invading Earth. Do you remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here's the thing, right? For preparation, I, I've rewatched both uh, the four hour Snack Snyder version as well as the uh, the Justice League version, and no, I, I don't remember why he, he they did that. So they just wanted Earth just cause. I, I guess, yeah. Uh, or, or or was it implied in the Justice League version that the three mother boxes were already on Earth? But yeah. then, if that's the case, my question is why? <laughs> yeah, and that's like what the Zack Snyder cut actually answers properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like anti-life equation is here, and to me, it made more sense in terms of like what are the heck are you guys even doing here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, the Zack Snyder cut um had a lot of really great tie-ins compared to the Joss Whedon one. Um, because we literally saw, like, you know, full moments of, like, dead Green Lanterns throughout the entire thing, which I was kind of mm-hmm. hyped about. Um, and... <laughs> Is that how much you hate the fucking, like, Ryan Reynolds movie? <laughs> Fuck these uh... Green Lanterns. We're killing all you motherfuckers. Even Kilowog. I am... I am waiting for the... For DC to actually just wake up, alright? And give us, like, a John Stewart, like... The Green Lanterns movie, either that or like a Guy Gardner one, that would be hype. Dude, I'd be so missed opportunity. They should have just casted John Cena for that. Give him a ginger bowl cut, Guy well, Gardner. Well, instead, we're getting him as Peacekeeper in the new Suicide Squad movie that's coming up. Yeah, I don't know. I think personally, I would have loved to have seen a Kyle Rayner. That could just be me because like I'm a fan of like the '90s rosters. Like I mm. personally prefer Wally West, Ginger Wally West, as the Flash more than Barry Allen. Truth be told, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and um, while I like Hal Jordan and um, John Stewart, I don't know. I I think having like a, a younger, more like artsy like motherfucker as Green Lantern just makes more sense because then the imaginary uh, imagination is like unmatched compared to the other two. Yeah, I mean, like, all the constructs at that point begin to make, like, you know, much more sense. Yeah, like, he can um, literally create, like, a fucking, like, green giraffe with, like, 45 caliber, like, machine guns mounted on its, like, <laughs> eyes or some shit. Like, John Stewart would never think of that. He could fucking, like, make a green version of the Toys R Us mascot. <laughs> well, there is one moment in the comics that I'll tell you about later, but let's get back to the uh, thank god green lantern isn't a fucking crackhead (laughs) oh my gosh um 
I will say though, all right, like Zack Snyder's cut also, um, because of the extra runtime, because of all this, like, you know, extra material we got, all right, it made the character's motivations make a lot more sense. Um, because remember Aquaman, he just kind of shows up, pisses off, right? and then he's just like, hey, now I work for you guys, right? Whereas in Zack Snyder cut, all right, Atlantis got assaulted. Atlantis, like, you know, actually got attacked. Yeah, and then um, Vocal was like, bro, you got to stop running away from your fucking problems, bro. You need to grow up here. Exactly. You go. Man, what, I can't remember the <laughs> actor's go. name. What was the actor's name for Will, Vocal? Willem Dafoe? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, Batman made sense, all right, in terms of, um, I would say, just his overall motivation. But I would... S- I still think that they didn't really talk about him being okay with bringing back Superman compared to BVS because this feels like they really backtracked on that still. Yeah, it's not nearly as bad as uh, the the Joss version. I, I I feel like he he backtracked on this. You could chalk it up to desperation, but my one concern with that is the line when he says. When Alfred asked him, oh, shit, like, why are you so sure that this is going to work? And then he goes, like, because of faith, motherfucker. Well, he didn't word it like that. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny, I know Because of mean. faith, motherfucker. But yeah, um, that, that's like the one thing that, that, that kind of like, eh, I kind of wish you said because we have to or something or 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 it must or some shit or because desperation. But but yeah. Yeah, I feel as though like they they still don't really fully know like you know what to say for that, all right, in terms mm-hmm. of bringing back Superman. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is I thought like the build up kind of leans to that of like, you know, cuz we have to because what was it? They faced Steppenwolf like two times up to that point and each time they got their ass handed to them. Um oh, uh completely unrelated. Um Ben Affleck looks great in this movie. Yes, he does. As Batman. Mm-hmm. Like I never, at first I said I hated the Justice League bat suit because it just looks huge. It doesn't look right. It looks right in this particular film. I'm still not the biggest fan of the cowl, um, as well as the little weird like padding pieces on top of his muscles because it just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. But it does look significantly better in this mm-hmm. film. And the rendering on Cyborg also looks a little bit better. I feel like the... The ray, the, the ray tracing is a lot better because it's like it doesn't look like his suit is made of diamonds now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I will say though, right? Like because I'm just kind of like digging into the story at this point. Um, mm-hmm. because there were two moments that I was just like, I I don't know why you would ever do that. Um, Martha Manhunter. Three now. <laughs> now that you say that. <laughs> Um, no, but the first one, right, was actually, like, Cyborg's, like, origin, right, where, like, okay, sure, like, car accident, but then you, the, the father, like, hangs him up like a freaking experiment in his own lab, and then the mother box, like, you know, heals him, quote-unquote, all right, but it takes his only good arm and then the rest of him, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, they had the available, like, like, hey... We know you have this arm, and it's, like, pretty important to you, because, like, otherwise you're just going to have half a face, or maybe even, like, a third of your face as, yeah. like, the, the the remaining human bits. But you know what, fam? We're going to give you some servos instead, Reg, and you're going to be a Transformer. It's like, we need to upgrade everything, just Fucking everything no. across the board, except Windows, your face. Windows 10, that sucker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that part to me was just, like... Why would you ever do that? <laughs> okay, what well, was the, the we cleared up the Martha Manhunter one? So what's the third one? 
the third one um, was actually we already spoke about it, right? Which was um, the God, like I'm kind of like between two actually, because the third one I was gonna say was um, them not saying a single reason why they should go back to Superman, right? Um, but the other one that I had like in my mind wait, 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 was I just clear that up right now, actually. Good. So the reason why they said it is because um, you know how um, Silas Stone revived Victor using the mother box, and as such, it technically awoken and sent a, a Wi-Fi signal over to like Dark Side and shit. Yeah. They still didn't invade because they knew that Superman was on the planet. There you go. That actually clears it all up. And also, Shane, shame on you because they actually said that. You just weren't fucking paying attention. <laughs> I, I no, I, I'm tunnel visioning on certain things right now because I'm trying to find like the other one, which was still... We spoke about this earlier. Um, Ezra Miller as The Flash is the weirdest rendition of The Flash I've ever seen. I really don't like a lot of his voice lines, and I really don't like the way he portrays Barry Allen. I'm uh, I'm glad that he th- that that they took away the brunch bullshit. But I'm then really they had, glad too. But but then they had the Razumai bullshit. They had that, all right, and then um, they gave him like you know his moments, right? They finally gave him like you know okay, like you know Speed Force, um, like you yeah. know um, action, right? Which was. Mm. They gave it twice. One was when they revived Superman, and then the last one, right, was with Cyborg, right? Um, when I heard him, like, scream out his voice lines up, like, I can't maintain the charge! Like, at the very end, I kind of cracked up, because in my head, it was just like, oh my god, his voice is breaking. He can't even keep up with this, like... <laughs> I think that was fine. If anything, I didn't like... I didn't like how expository he was when he was, like, running back in time. Mm. was like gotta pick this one rule this rule that I never I'm like shut the fuck up and do it bro (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't mind that part if if he just said I can't break this one rule this is the exception and then he does it cool but it's like yo I know how running works bro the more you talk while you're running you're actually losing your breath and it's not helping bro just 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 fucking do it bro (laughs) either say everything at the beginning and do it or do it and then say it at the end like like bruh (laughs) yeah or, or, how about the prison scene, right, where, like, his dad's like, Barry, you gotta stop. And he's just like, huh, I wonder why I ever wanted to become a CSI, huh? Maybe it was for my dad, who was, like, wrongfully imprisoned for murdering my mom. And to me, it was just like, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's just sloppy writing, though. That's just, like, sloppy exposition. Yeah, to me, it was just like, you guys kind of just gave him all the worst lines in the movie. And then, apparently, they just ported it over into the Joss cuts. Which is a uh, oh god! I really, really hope that they fix him in the future, especially with I, Nightmare. But I kind of feel like all they had to do to explain like his um his motivation for that is just have bat when when Batman meets Barry and then you know he analyzes the suit and shit and then he goes stop right there I'm in and then Batman can ask him so why and then he could just naturally say it's like well you see. Um, you know, I my, save my, my, my dad. dad. Yeah, because maybe you can even throw in a line like Batman said, like, "I know you were at this uh this fucking like prison facility and shit, and visited your dad, and you know whatever." Yeah, that would make a lot of sense because I, he's supposed to be a fucking detective, anyways, right? <laughs> he's supposed to be smart. He's supposed to be like. Quirky, no, we're talking about Batman. Yes. Like Batman's supposed to be a detective anyway, so he could at least figure out that like he was there with his dad, and you know you. 
as Batman, I would assume you could put the two and two together. Maybe he's visiting his dad be- constantly like this because something is wrong and something there's something that we don't know. And then he could just simply ask Barry. Mm-hmm. Or he could just put it all together because he's Batman. Exactly. Um, but I feel as though, right, like the one issue that I see with a lot of these voice lines that they gave to Barry and like, you know, how much they kind of like messed his character up a little bit is... I don't know how well Ezra Miller is going to stand on his own when he actually gets his own movie. And that's actually in the process right yeah, the now. Funny, the funny thing is I actually really liked him in all of the nightmare scenes. Uh, because he uh, didn't talk? Well yeah, well, yeah, that and also even in like BVS, like you could tell in his infliction and in his voice and everything, he can act. And he does seem like a superhero that is you know, desperately trying to save the world. Like Even though it was a weird line like in BVS when it was like, when it was like Lois is the key. Am I too soon and shit like that? Like the way that he said it, like, like I believed him. Like, okay, yeah, that 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 seems like a man that is like desperately trying to save the world or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A but man yeah. on a mission. So uh. you know, to quickly address it, like the the story is vastly the story points and beats are vastly similar to, of course, the Joss Whedon version, but the character motivations, the pacing, as well as sort of um the build up just, overall. Yeah, the build-up overall makes a lot more sense, and it addresses a lot of things both in previous films as well as sets up a lot of things for potential <laughs> potential um, successing films or succeeding films, excuse me, a lot better than Joss Whedon's version. However, it does break some of the continuity when that, that is in the DCEU right now, especially surrounding around Aquaman. Like, Mira is British now. I don't know what that was all about. I, I also felt like that was kind of unnecessary, but um, it didn't really bother me until I, I, I remembered that like Aquaman happened and I was like, oh, okay, well, shit, I guess she's, I guess she's British now. Fuck it. Um, yeah, I remember that. Same thing with Volko, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Every time I think of Willem Dafoe, I just think of him as a green goblin when he's talking to himself in the mirror and, yeah. then, and then it goes like. And 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 it was like, oh, what must I do? And then he fucking goes, the heart, Norman, the heart. <laughs> but uh, that was completely unrelated. I just felt that I just need wanted an excuse to say that. Uh, <laughs> How did you feel about the recasting for Jay- for Jim Gordon, though? Um, yeah, it's good. It's fine. I think it's fine too. I've thought as well. Like it's just like eh, I don't really give me care. pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> no, give me pictures of Batman. <laughs> But here's the thing. Um, I said earlier that this um, really leads up to a number of storylines. Um, and these were things that I like picked up more so like coming to the end. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, right? You saw Batman like at the very end, like he was standing on top of like this massive like machine or something like that, right? And there were these dudes tied up. Uh, that, was supposed, that was supposed to be like the Frank Miller style Batmobile tank. Mm. Yeah. That... Those guys, if you actually pause and, like, look at them properly, all right, they are the mutants from, uh, what was it? Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my head, I'm thinking, like, are we actually going there with some storylines? Like, Oh, also, that CGI Batman, by the way, looked fucking terrible. I'm just saying. <laughs> he looked awkward. Like, I also thought it's just like, wow, he's kind of chunky. I don't really know why. <laughs> he, um, no, to me, I'm just like, wow, that's a great presentation for, like, a pitch, I guess. Oh, that made it to the actual film? Well, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they also brought in, like, you know, some kind of discussions of the new gods because you saw, like, a full scene of, like, uh, Darkseid, Desaad, and Granny Goodness um, all on Apocalypse. So, I think 
Although I remember hearing news that like there was going to be a New Gods movie, but it's been canceled right now. I I genuinely don't think that casual fans are ready for New Genesis and shit. Me neither. Because you're gonna have even... to explain like Forager and then like the fucking like Ryan and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because even in like the DC like comic like universe, right? They are kind of offhandedly mentioned now That's and then, miracle, unless yeah. yeah, unless the events actually like completely focus around them. But nonetheless, um, I think Zack Snyder's one right expands the universe so well and actually brings in more characters, right? Because we got Ryan Choi, we got the Atom. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. The, the, this is some shit that bothers me about the Justice League version, bro. We had okay. an actual Asian character that was fairly prevalent in this in this in this movie. Cut him out. We had literally a whole family, a whole black family, right? Silas mm-hmm. Stone, Victor Stone, Doctor Stone, all gone. Fucking Iris West. All gone. Fam, explain yourself. Why are you removing all these minority characters, bro? I also thought it was just like, what the fuck? I also, see conspiracy them. theory. I'm pretty sure the motherfucker that damn near killed Iris West is also the same motherfucker that killed <laughs> 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 It's the same truck from the same day. <laughs> Except He's... now it's like a fucking, like, like, like a beef patty or some shit he dropped. <laughs> <laughs> different fast food every day <laughs> i like to think that he's actually going for the same hamburger <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's still there it's just rotting and shit it's like exactly. it's still good though oh my gosh we had yeah we had like just two just really weird like what was it car crash scenes in the whole thing yeah um and to me all right it was just like I maybe wanted... superman should have been there but like i hope this doesn't detract you from driving statistically still fucked but you know it is what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> But there was one thing that I found um, really, really great about the about Zack Snyder's movie. Outside of like you know expanding the characters, all right, and like bringing all this in, right? Um, it feels like they're trying to tie in, all right, some of the other DC movies, Suicide Squad, <laughs> because at the very end, yes, we're gonna be talking about like I, in my opinion, kind of the most controversial part about this whole movie. Um. Can I voice it when it comes to it? Sure. Um, in my opinion, I have no idea how I feel about Joker being brought in, specifically the Jared Leto Joker. Okay, so I actually wrote, I shouldn't say wrote, it's all in my head, um, a mm-hmm. little parody to, to Justin Timberlake's sexy back. And I think it, 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 it's pretty funny because it was like, in my mind, I'm like, will you bring in Joker back? Yep. And we're going to prove that this man could really act. Yep. The best part is we got rid of his tats. Yep. But he still ain't got his eyebrows, though. What's up with that, Zach? <laughs> Seriously, what? Give the man his eyebrows. <laughs> Why does he not have eyebrows? Oh, my God. For me, right, it was I still have issues with the way he portrays the joker right i thought his voice lines like you know they weren't the worst but he laughed like a duck though <laughs> yeah he laughs like a duck right and he didn't give us he didn't give us his joker laugh right which is i'm really glad because his own is like in my opinion one of the worst we've ever heard worst is subjective definitely the weirdest exactly um he sa- you know what his laugh would work better if he was penguin 
Yeah, actually, that would make more sense. That's that's probably what was bothering me the whole time. Like in suicide. Well, that one of the many reasons that's been bothering me the whole time. That, in suicide that, Squad. Not the Joker laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Penguin laugh. The other thing that was bothering me, and we discussed this like actually last night briefly in Suicide Squad. Quick tangent is Will Smith as Deadshot. His eyepiece is in the wrong is on the wrong eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Suicide Squad is, uh, again, like, just this weird mishmash movie. Um, And the thing is, like, you know, with Jared Leto, like, kind of coming up at the end, right, we also got word about Harley Quinn. And to me, it was just like, wow, we're really kind of, like, paying homage, all right, to, like, that awful movie called Suicide Squad with Will Smith. And What was was the exact line he said? Some shit like, and when she died in my arms... She told me, when I kill you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. To do it slowly. Some shit like that. Yeah, 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 like to do it slowly, right? And you actually see, like, Joker shake, right? Which to me is just like, eh, all right. You, you kind of, like, redeemed that, like, version of Joker a little bit that way. Um, exactly why you would bring Joker into the nightmare world and, like, carry him along and give him a machine gun, I don't really know. <laughs> okay, so... I could clear this up, but the thing is, this is all implications, meaning that uh, it's not explicitly stated. But okay. if you analyze from the BVS nightmare sequences and the and the and the Snyder cuts um, nightmare sequences, you could tell that continuity-wise, technically speaking, this what we see at the end of Justice League comes before BVS. Oh, um, as in the BVS nightmare scene, and the reason why we know this is because. Um, this is when Joker first gives him the card. If you pay attention to all of Batman's, like, like I don't know, army or like regime his or whatever gear. the fuck, uh-huh. yeah, all of all of his all of his dudes, his bros, yeah, um, all all of their guns, they have like a Joker card taped onto it, right? Um, so so we know for a fact that this is supposed to happen before the nightmare sequence in uh, in BVS. Strictly talking about nightmare sequences here, um. Mm. So there, so that's the first indication. Now, what is also implied is because they were able to revive Superman, that nightmare sequence, the nightmare continuity now has shifted a little bit. And it seems like at the very least, for whatever reason, Joker is aware of that, which is why he always says, imagine all these other... It's either that or he's just like stupid, and it could be that too, actually. But he, <laughs> he says something along the lines of like, you see, imagine how many like fucking like other universes that you created where everybody dies because you ain't got the balls to do shit yourself or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So 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 there's that. The other thing is, the the one thing that breaks everything, and honestly, as dope as it was to see, it doesn't really make any practical sense. Was Henry Cavill in the black Superman suit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I, if memory serves, and I might be getting this wrong, in cyborgs, um. Vision. Visions of nightmare or whatever. Yeah, which which that doesn't hold real any real continuity because there's no sense of timeline. Yeah, he's actually wearing the the, the red and blue suit. Um, hmm. and he's holding Batman's cowl. Oh wait, sorry, that clears up something. That's meant to be if we were to fail right now, and that means everything that was shown in BVS would have happened. Batman would have died. That's why um Superman has his cowl and and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what the ending scene shows is no, they were able to fix it because they they didn't fail. That's why Superman is still wearing the black suit when he shows up. But clearly, something still went wrong, which is why they say Lois is the key. 
Right. Or, which is why that, that Lois is a key thing is still a thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, in, in a few script leaks and shit, let me actually take a drink of water because I'm losing my voice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Holy shit. So then I feel like script re- leaks and shit. Wow, that's not completely different. Um, <laughs> apparently, now, you know, it's revealed that, you know, in the movie itself that Lois Lane is pregnant or potentially pregnant. So in the script leaks, there were two versions of it. Either that child was going to be Bruce's child or Kal-El's child. Could you imagine <laughs> it was Bruce's? <laughs> pimp brer that pimp brer no but um so uh basically when dark side eventually does invade earth Mm -hmm. two possible outcomes right the first one is and i do say the first because this happens first lois lane dies Find and then Kalal finds out that the ch- the child the kid isn't mine and shit right mm-hmm. so he gets pissed off and he and he and he hates Batman basically now on top of that right. too because he is at a vulnerable state Dark Side but oh right Dark Side is the one who kills Lois um Dark Side's already there and he influences Superman with the uh anti life equation and shit so that's why he has him on his side and shit right so that is so that happens. And then we get to the scene of the end of what actually happened in Justice League Snyder Cut. So that whole scene where it's Mara, Cyborg, uh, Flash, Deathstroke, and and you know, yeah, Joker, um, and Su- yeah, and Superman pulls up. He's wearing the black suit because that's meant to be the first quote unquote possibility that happens. So that's when Batman asks flash to go back in the past and tell and you know say lois is the key so that's mm-hmm. what that really means right so then what would happen and this is meant to be for justice league two and three so then what happens is um batman uh, sorry um you know flash warns bruce and bruce is like fuck okay i know what to do we need to save um lois right so then batman does sacrifice himself to save lois that uh, lois so <clears throat> rather than uh then Lois Lane dying, Batman does. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the scripts are like kind of wonky. Like sometimes it's implied that it's Batman's child, other times it's just um, Superman's child. Yeah. But regardless, in this ending, because Superman doesn't lose, you know, Lois, because Lois is the key and shit, right? Like he's able to still may not be completely influenced by the anti life equation and fuck up Darkseid and, you know, whatever, save the day and shit, right? But then, the, right. but but then it shows in the future there's still a Batman, and that's meant to be Lois's child. What would Whether, you do if mm, that Batman in the future is named Damian Wayne? <laughs> I fuck Damian Wayne, bro. Like, quick tangent, like fuck Damian Wayne. And I don't know why Wonder Brothers and DC was trying to shove his ass down my throat. Like, no one, because here's the thing, right? And, and this is a, pr- a problem that has plagued Batman for a while, and, and more than anything, and actually plagues Spider-Man more than any character, is let these characters evolve. And now you might be saying, yeah, but Kirby, they did let them evolve. That's why he's the fourth Robin, or fifth, depending on how you look at it. He's, he's, the, he's the latest Robin. But the problem is we're still using the dynamic of a fucking child. <laughs> like, like, I thought we moved on from that with Tim Drake, because he at least was a teenager, and he was a smart one. He was a hacker. You know, he wasn't like a gifted, a physically gifted being like Dick Grayson as an acrobat, and Jason Todd being Jason Todd. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we finally had an interesting version of Robin that was a child. We get to see him involve into a teenager and eventually on, onto his own guy. 
And then now, you know what? We're going to do it one more time. And this time he's going to be yet another gifted motherfucker, but he's going to be angry and a dickhead. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Jason Todd. <laughs> yeah, except now he's like the League of Assassins and he's actually blood related to Bruce Wayne. Oh, my God. Well, I don't mm. mind the idea of, of Batman having a child, but I just like the other thing, too, is like, give me a good character too, like. <sighs> Like, I just don't like Damian Damian Wayne. Like, he's he's just he's literally a brat. Because if you look at other iterations of Batman having kids, like look at Helena Wayne from I think it was Earth Two, if memory serves. That's Mm -hmm. way more compelling of a character. Not the not the CW uh, Birds of Prey show. That that was kind of strange, but (laughs) but yeah, yeah. That's, that's my quick tangent on fucking Damien Wayne. Oh god, I hate. Yeah, for sure. I think that what you said in terms of like script read it, like you know. Because, again, this is all kind of conjecture, right? Like, we have no real idea, like, you know, if we're even going to get a Zack Snyder, like, Justice League 2 or 3. Re-snow, um, we, re-snow, wow, restow the Snyder cut. Yeah. I mean, you know, verse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, like, I, I really think everyone should kind of be blasting that at WB. Um, but nonetheless, <clears throat> in my opinion, all right, I think all those make a lot of sense. Um, like, the scripts that you mentioned. The only thing, right, that I'm still trying to kind of, like, wrap my head around, right, um, in terms of comic book storylines, right, like, you know, what this is following, this actually feels very, very similar to Earth 2's storyline, or I think it was Earth 2, um, but basically, right, like, in that storyline, the Justice League just straight up lost, right? Um, Batman was, um, uh, murdered, right? Uh, Diana died, um, to Steppenwolf in that storyline, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Anyways, um, and all the superheroes went missing, right? They basically all followed, like, the boom tube back to Apocalypse. Um, um sorry, just real quick, which Earth 2 are we talking about? Is this post-New 52? I or think pre-crisis? Pre-crisis. Okay. Um, and in that storyline, all right, like we get a new uh, set of superheroes, right? We got a new Hawk, uh, Hawk Girl. We got a new Green Lantern, a new Speedster, etc., etc., etc. And we learn what happened to the old superheroes. One of which is Superman's storyline, which is kind of similar here. What happened to him in that storyline was that he was captured by Darkseid, and Darkseid, being you know the real sadistic uh, freak that he is. Basically, um, experimented, eh, excuse me, experimented on him, all right, extracted his blood and created clones of him that dressed in the black Superman suit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind, I have to wonder, right? Like, you know, because we saw that moment when he like puts his hand on, lo- on like, you know, Clark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to wonder if that's actually more of a moment where like Clark is like at his lowest and dark side, right? Not only takes advantage of that but beats the crap out of him for it right um and basically all right you know ties him up all right experiments on him and then we get the clones that we saw in that storyline because in that world the entire like earth is just messed up and that's question good when when you uh when you did watch that scene um of cyborg's vision and um dark side's putting his hand on his shoulder and shit didn't you Mm. think superman look a bit slimmer I did. Yeah, I thought I thought like it was a little. I thought it was just the angle, but uh, that was actually. Uh, I might ruin this for you. I don't know, and and for other people too. I don't know. This is actually that was actually a shot that they took from Man of Steel. It's right after he snapped Zod, Zod's neck, and that was technically Michael Shannon in his arms. 
<laughs> okay, that's now more hilarious of a scene. Um, but, but that's, I'm not gonna lie, that, that was well integrated. It's just to me, I'm like, this looks strangely familiar because leading up to this, I rewatched Man of Steel and BVS. So I was like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Man, God, like, yeah, it was, I, it was right, it was right before or after he screamed. Yeah. We're gonna talk about this though. We're gonna talk about like, you know, the movie being like this weird jump cutty, like, uh, man. But in my head, all right, I still think that, like, we might actually be following, like, an Earth 2 storyline mixed in with an Injustice sort of deal. Um, because Lois Lane is dead. Batman, sorry, um, Batman, like, rally. Yeah. (laughs) Batman, excuse me, rallies some, like, you know, uh, I would say, like, mercenary-styled, like, superheroes at this point. Deathstroke. Deathstroke, right? Mohawk Deathstroke. Sorry? Mohawk Deathstroke. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that design so much. I thought that was okay. Um, and, like, you know, we go face off against an evil Superman. Mm. Now, here's the thing, right? I don't know, right, if the WB, right, like, you know, DC in general is going to greenlight a Justice League 2 and 3. Mostly because I feel as though this stands really, really well on its own because it was four hours long. <laughs> And having that sort of, like, weird taste in your mouth of, like, oh, like, you know, we got, like, this Joss Whedon cut, which made not a single lick of sense, and we had to watch, like, a recut of, like, the actual raw version of the movie for everything to make much more sense, I don't know if WB is okay with, like, green lighting, like, yeah, do another four-hour version. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, because um, you can see this- yeah, I was going to say, like, the Joss Whedon cut one, right, sucked because, all right, it just kept pulling things from uh, Zack Snyder's one and then just adding, like, Joss Whedon's, like, flair to it. It was cut, mashed, pasted, edited like hell, right? And it still sucked ass. Hmm. So if you want, right, like, you know, if everyone's, like, asking, like, like you know, bring back the Snyderverse, right? I don't know if I want to sit through another, like, four-hour movie. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a four-hour movie, though. You think that, like, you know, they're actually going to, like, just cut it down? Or, like, we're going to get, like, six movies now? Maybe. I, well, that I don't know. The, but the reason why I say I don't think it's going to be four hours is because I feel like the only reason why this was four hours is because they wanted to give the fans everything. Because I'm sure the initial Snyder Cut, so to speak, should have, you know, it, it provided that... Um, you know, uh, Zack Snyder's daughter did not pass away and everything went smoothly. I don't think that version of the movie would have been four hours. I'm fairly sure it's going to be about 3.30, like three, three and a half absolute max, mm-hmm. but more closer to three hours. Because like I said, um, the Snyder the cut has, yeah, the slow-mos alone were equated to about 30 minutes of <laughs> runtime. And then there was also about two to three minutes of Norwegian women singing after, you know, Aquaman took off his shirt and smelling his sweater. Which I'm sure no one cared for at all. <laughs> um, and, Give this man know, more money. <laughs> yeah, and things could have been trimmed down too. Admittedly, in the Snyder Cut version, like where, like for example, like we've seen Steppenwolf talk to the side three, four times, saying about the same thing. It, it kind of, I'm not gonna lie, it, it kind of reminded me of the room when like Lisa kept on talking to Odette, her mom, about you know fucking cheating on Johnny, and Odette talking about her breast cancer and everything. <laughs> Oh no! 
was her name Odette? Or was it Claudette? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, um, what I was going to say, though, was I'm noticing a pattern with a lot of these superhero properties, which is that the 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 figureheads or whatever the fuck, the, the head honchos over at their studios just need to sometimes just believe in a director's vision. And I'm not strictly talking about Zack Snyder. You know, let's talk about, and this is my little segue here, let's talk about other properties like Superman, right? The first Superman movie with Chris Reeves, um, directed by Richard Donner, I believe, um, was, a, was a huge success. And immediately he wanted to jump into, in fact, he did jump into production for the second one. DC Warner Brothers, for some reason, or, or whoever had the distribution rights, didn't believe in them for some reason, ch- uh, cut Richard Donner from the project and replaced him with Richard Lester. Lesnar, whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, I think all the way back in 2003 or four or some shit like that, they finally brought back Richard Donner and showed the real cut, quote unquote, for Superman 2. That's just one example, and that's one example in DC's track record. Another example is George... Now, this is this is a bit of a different example, but George Miller initially had was going to make the first live-action Justice League movie. Um, I don't remember the whole um, cast of characters. I, I, if memory serves, DJ Catrona was going to be Superman, Army Hammer, Batman. <sighs> Shit, I forgot her name for um, for Wonder Woman. But the point is, in the early, in the mid to late two thousands, um, they were going to make a, a, a Justice League movie, and that was scrapped. And the main reason, admittedly, was mainly because of just wrong place, wrong time, because mm-hmm. of like the writer strike and shit like that. So we'll excuse that. But then look at the on the Marvel side of things, right? Oh my God. Fucking Spider-Man 3 is messy. And the reason why it was messy, I, I still don't think it's a terrible movie. It's it's a bit wonky, but it's whatever. It was messy because Sam Raimi did not want to write Venom into the story. He really wanted Sandman and maybe the Vulture. Yeah. But then fucking Avi Arad, as usual, this fucker, Avi, Avi Arad or whatever his name is, uh, wanted to have fucking you know venom in the movie and then they put venom in the movie but there was already these plot lines of um harry osborne and and like i said sam raimi really wanted to push for sandman in there and then as such they had to push away the lizard for for a fourth movie which of course didn't happen because mm-hmm. sony and avi Arad was like yeah we, we d- put in venom and then that got ruined and then the biggest offender to this or the biggest um not offender victim to this was the amazing spider-man movies um the first one i think was okay like it's perfectly fine it's a bit bland in certain areas and it but it proved to be enough of a success to create a second one Mm -hmm. so then (laughs) amazing spider-man 2 comes along they fix the suit looks beautiful casting pretty darn good why the fuck are there so many characters and why is there so many scenes that we see in the trailer that was never in the movie because sony didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do they shot everything (laughs) and then the editing there was no way for you to make that cohesive there just wasn't because at least you know the goblin in spider-man 3 there already was the build-up so we didn't need to spend too much time with that the goblin in amazing spider-man 2 who the fuck is this guy and why does he have the same hair as toby mcguire in the third one (laughs) and then like sometimes people forget about this but felicity jones was in there and she was going to be black cat and then also fucking there was someone i forgot her name but someone was casted and on set and they shot scenes with her as mary jane and oh shit like that oh my gosh so all of this sh- and there was this really interesting line in the film which was uh, or uh, in the trailer where harry osborne says to peter parker he goes like oh uh, something on the lines of 
oh look we've been we we basically we've been stalking you all this time why isn't that the great question peter never made it to the fucking movie yeah yeah like yeah, like, yeah. like that would have been interesting and I, and i think it but yeah like oh and then uh star wars 2 actually even though it's not a comic book oh my gosh property like we Last all one? saw we all saw the bullshit that happened after um Ray. whatever the seventh one was called yeah um the last Jedi? force no. awakens yeah mm-hmm. we all saw what happened after force awakens and it was it was a fucking shit show so like yeah. just just let these creators do what they want like if you don't believe in them just don't have them be a part of the project mm-hmm. but if there's already ground laid out there for you let them com- continue it you know right for sure um I totally agree with you, mostly because I feel as though, like, the very first movie that I had, like, some of these gripes with, in terms of, like, you know, oh my god, like, they just don't know what the, what they want to accomplish with this. Um, Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> as well as, what was it? The Sony version of the Fantastic Four? Uh, Fox. Fox, my bad, yeah. That one, it was, like, edgy and, like, dark in some spots like oh, visually fantastic? yeah well it's the one with like miles kilometer whatever the heck that actor's name is miles kilometer what's his name miles teller i don't even yeah. remember yes but fucking miles kilometer <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> it's actually fucking jokes dude miles kilometer was it him and then like yeah miles teller yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan as uh, like the torch, and, and then the one dickhead from uh, from Sorcerer's Apprentice as um as a uh, Doctor Doom. The thing? No wait, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, like they just had those people acting in it, right? And like it was kind of telling like this weird, darker version of the story. And in my head, it was just like, oh yeah. my god, that's a very good example too. They had reshoots, like the 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 hair continuity on Sue Storm was terrible. Like sometimes it's dyed blonde, sometimes it's a wig, sometimes it's like a brunette natural brunette wig. Like just just stick on a fucking hair color, dude. Why is that so hard? Doctor Doom never really looked perfect, but uh, man. And then like they they voiced over every time he said his name because it was supposed to be Damashev. Yeah, like uh, it was just yeah. like they didn't know what exactly they wanted to do with that movie, right? They just wanted mm-hmm. like oh superhero stuff, go. Um, yeah. another recent example I can think of again, not a superhero. Uh, property but um disney released a film called artemis fowl based off of oh no (laughs) now the thing is they probably had like they probably had some kind of plan for it but the problem was they kept on they, they just didn't believe in themselves and then they just kept on dubbing these lines in about this fucking MacGuffin that you never see in the film yeah 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 and just yeah. I can I, give I, you another version of like a recent Disney product that was in my opinion like I have very like difficult feelings about it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you've seen it yet, WandaVision. Yeah. Um I'm sure like you know some people are going to give me flack for this by all means. Um what I have an issue with, right, is that that movie makes literally no big moves in like the in like the Marvel continuity. Shane, you're um, no longer allowed to be in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean, okay? 
Um, they hyped up, all right, like a few things, right, uh, in one division one, right? They were talking about like, oh, why is it like a hexagon, right? And to me, it was just like maybe it means aim, right? Like that sector of like you know bad guys right in the marvel universe advanced idea mechanics was that what it was i think so i don't remember um they hyped up right like you know oh we have this one engineer he's really really great right and i'm just like reed richards, reed richards? <laughs> nice <laughs> and what they showed us instead was just some random army lady that does like you don't even need to remember her name because she never shows up ever again um they keep hyping up, all right? Like, you know, maybe it's Mephisto, right? Like, maybe we're actually going to go there, right? I don't think anyone actually said that, like, Disney-wise. It was just some fuckface who said that, and everyone believed in it because we yeah. all kind of wanted to see it. And everyone just ran with the idea. Like, it just brought itself into this universe, right? And everyone just took it and ran with it on Instagram and whatever, right? Um, multiverse, all right? With, like, the uh, recasting of Pietro, Quicksilver. Um, almost boner yeah boner (laughs) like literally none of that is ever expanded on none of that is ever talked about right um and the thing is all right apparently the reason why all right and this is supposedly like some rumor that uh is floating around kevin feige or whatever right um didn't want any actual big moves to be made in these tv series he doesn't want any, like, real Marvel, like, heavy moments to pop up with characters. And in my head, it's just like, I feel as though the writers do. I feel as though they want this. Because it just feels as though, like, what would be the point of hyping up the um, the engineer, right? Because the writers actually tweeted out, oh, Keep an eye out, all right? This is going to be a really big character. And then it's just some bland army person that doesn't even really have any lines. Um, I think the writing, uh, sorry, not the, the, the yeah, the, the, shit, the engineer thing, like that was probably a cop out, but I could kind of understand, at least in my eyes, and I could be wrong about this, why Kevin Feige might not want to have ultra big moves in the television series and my hypothesis hypothesis would just be this is a great opportunity for us to expand on characters that are either very bland or don't have a lot of screen time in the films while at the same time setting up stuff that you should see for future films Mm -hmm. like for example we finally got the scarlet witch being called the scarlet witch having the right costume the expansion of the powers as well as an explainer for like um previous continuity to flesh out the world in regards to witches and wiccans and shit Mm-hmm. Just um, magic in the like Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah. Um. The other, the other, the other reason why I, I, I could potentially understand why you don't want to make giant moves in television shows, uh, is for one, this is the first one of the series where we're going to exclude Asian, Asians of Shield. What the fuck, Agents <laughs> of Shield. This is the first one that's like directly starring one of the, 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 the big name characters in the films. So you might want to play it safe. But also, more so, secondly, is because. The main franchise is the movies, so mm-hmm. you don't want to have huge events happen in these shows that people might not have the patience to sit down and watch. Um, so that when they watch the films, they're like, what, what the fuck is that? So, yeah. I guess, but I can also see a lot of moments when if you are, let's say, ah, man, 
if you are careful enough, right, to actually, like, you know, not make them insanely big, but still hint at what we, like, you know, were thinking, like, in terms of the characters, I think it's fine um, to, let's say, oh, God, we're... God, the thought just kind of left my head. <laughs> uh, I think you were probably going to say some lines of like, you still just want to have some inkling of like, um, yeah, potential of, like, multiverse stuff. What you actually want to have some inkling of why the hell should I watch these TV shows? <laughs> my counterpoint to that is they did at the uh-huh. end of the at the end of the series is um, you hear Billy and Tommy asking for their mom, basically. Yeah, yeah. And there are no clear cut answers that. As of right now, there's no clear-cut answers um, from the creators as to what the fuck that is. Yeah. I think the the larger issue is just that you are such a comic book consumer Gosh. that you don't fully see sort of like the, 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 the casual consumer aspects of these and why they need to make these type of decisions. Because obviously, I wanted to see more. And I think mm-hmm. they did get us hooked. And now we do want to see more, but we can't until you know until further notice yeah so that that goes to to raise the question of did they do their jobs really well to the point where it's like giving you the effect that they wanted or is it just or are you mad because you didn't get fully what you wanted that i didn't get like the comic book lover payouts yeah because like there's a difference between making a movie or wanting there's a difference between liking what you get and wanting what you personally desire. Because mm-hmm. obviously, I've been wanting to see a Nightwing in a, in a, in a movie for the longest time. That, or, yeah, like, yeah. or like, you know, when Henry Cavill dropped out and they had all these stupid ideas of like bringing in like um, Supergirl, fucking her character to be a Superman clone. I was really pissed off at that. But then mm-hmm. I realized, you know, technically speaking, the casual consumer probably doesn't know about like... Kara's own personality being a hothead and shit like that yeah and honestly like that's what melissa benoist has been doing on the cw for for this time maybe that's what the casual consumer knows of supergirl so it's it's a case of it's a case of like we're finally bringing um comic book characters especially in in other other forms of media into the mainstream now the difficult thing is we need to sort of accommodate for the mainstream Mm-hmm. So that they could eventually accept the, um, what's what we're looking for, the source material of the comic book continuities and storylines better before we could get these clear cut um, adaptations for comic book readers. Because right now it's just for the casual consumer. Still, mm-hmm, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's like the weird line that like these creators have to walk on. Yeah, you know, arguably speaking, I would say Zack Snyder really leaned more on towards like the latter half of that, where you know, trying to 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 please like you know comic book fans, and you could tell in the way that it's shot and and in the stories that he's drawing inspiration from and stuff like that, and you could you can make the argument that Marvel is playing it very safe and making movies for the casual consumer, yeah, to a degree. No, I definitely see what you mean. Like, which audience do you really like focus more towards? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I totally see what you mean there, because <clears throat> I feel as though, right, that if you are being careful in terms of your characters, in terms of um, making sure that, like, you know, no big promises are made in the TV shows, um, it kind of gives me a sense of, like, 
you, like you're playing with like the expectations, right? Like you're really kind of like just playing with like the viewers. Mm. Um, because if I, in my opinion, right, like if the writers didn't like, you know, hit us with like, oh, you guys better get hyped to write about the engineer or whatever, right? Or really focus on like the hexagon and stuff like that, right? Um, by all means, just leave it as like a rumor mill, right? Where like, you know, the fans are like kind of exploding on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, right? In terms of writing out their stuff. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because, like, when it comes to, like, you know, writing out your own theories and stuff like that, all right, that's what people, that's what, like, you know, both casual as well as, like, comic fans, I feel, all right, would really, really have fun with. See, um, I think, I think that culture, though, it's starting to kind of ruin the enjoyment of movies and, and, and TV shows to a certain degree because, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to... Like okay, my, my 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 classic example of this is like, like I said, my friend watched the original Justice League and didn't notice the whole like weird upper lip thing being <laughs> fucking strange, right? Yeah, and it's like, how many times have you seen something, and it's been spoiled? M- maybe not super explicitly, but in a way, spoiled because you read some fuckface like talking about it, or 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 watched some fuckface talking about it. It's like. I don't know. Like, I get it. We're all, we're all like, we're all fans of these properties, but I feel like it's also our responsibility to not ruin the enjoyment of this for Mm -hmm. others. Like, like imagine now granted, you know, this is an older show now. Um, the, the episode epilogue from justice league unlimited, where it reveals that Terry McGinnis is Bruce Wayne's son biologically. Like, that was a great yeah. twist and it made a lot of sense and everything. But imagine if some fuckface just told you that and you never get to enjoy that episode ever again. Or Return of the Joker, where the where, where Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, where um it was revealed that that wasn't actually the same Joker. It's actually I don't even want to talk about it because it's such a great film, but it, it, yeah. it was actually Tim Drake. Like if someone told you that, now it's fucking ruined. You know, like I kind of feel like sometimes people should just not ruin it for people it's i know it's a weird thing to say but it's like yeah let them watch it too we're getting into like spoiler culture so yeah and it's like why are we gen why are we purposefully this is like a personal random mind why are we purposefully like causing a detriment to our potential enjoyment of something by having to know everything like isn't it like in film studies eisenstein stated oh god here we go <laughs> Einstein, wow okay I, Einstein like created I'm gonna like paraphrase it so that it's a lot more consumable um, mm-hmm. or digestible whatever like the theory of encoding and decoding as in very simply just whatever the, the creators want is encoding it is encoded into the product you consume the product and decode the message and storyline and everything why is there now a third party that's fucking shit up with this thing because now it's no longer a perfect message between creators to audience it's now creators theorists dickheads that just hate marvel or dc respectively or disrespectfully and then finally yeah. after all of this telephone message bullshit finally gets to you a movie or, t- or tv show or comic book or whatever should be enjoyed direct from the distributors not from hearsay and rumors first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because now you're, you're because now you're ruining the experience kevin if you're listening to this 
he does he does this bullshit a lot. Like when BVS like first had like some like pre-screening reviews and shit, it was like, hey Kirby, let me tell you about this. I'm like, how about you don't? He's like, it's not even about the movie. I'm like, you just mentioned it's about BVS. It's like, yeah, basically people are, are not liking. Like, see, now now you just adjusted. You just adjusted my potential enjoyment or dis or or uh or hatred for this thing, my consumption of this, because you mm-hmm. gave me this pre-notion. And then he did the same thing again with fucking like Godzilla versus Kong. He like, look, I I was like ninety eight percent sure that like Mecha Godzilla was gonna be there. I just wanted to have the 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 shock of seeing him or whatever the fuck, right? Oh my god, Mecha Godzilla was there. <laughs> yeah, or or whatever. But this fool was still like, "Hey Kirby, nothing to do with like Godzilla and Kong, but let me tell you something to do with God- Godzilla and Kong. Don't do that. Yeah, do not do that. Yeah, that that ruins it for everyone. Like." When when uh, when Martha Manhunter, by the way, I saw Justice League a day early because my smart ass remembered that in certain places, time is ahead of us. Like Australia is like on the day of we're recording this, it's the 10th, but on Australia, it's already the 11th. So my smart ass basically abused a VPN to see <laughs> Justice League a day early, right? Wow, and nice. S- so I had the, the inside scoop already. I didn't say shit to anyone. I knew Martian Manhunter was in it. And the only inkling that I gave to, to people was I said, now the whole entire marketing of Unite the Seven finally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even think I said that. I just had the poster and I said, now the marketing material makes sense. And because the co- poster that says Unite the Seven is just Aquaman, like it's, it's not really in your face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do shit like that, that's fine because it doesn't spoil anything. It doesn't ruin the consumption for anything. Do not ruin the consumption of films and TV shows for other people by by, by having like a bullshit like whatever the fuck. No, I totally see what you mean. But like this is really kind of reaching into um perspectives, I guess. Like in terms of like, you know, <clears throat> viewing perspectives as well as like, you know, the um director's perspectives in terms of the stories. Um it, it's I not still... even that. It's it's simply I'm sorry for coming you off, but like it's no, all good. it is easily. It's just fucking I wanna be first. I wanna say that I'm right. That's all that it is. And this and that's that's fine, I guess. But at the same time, it's like being being right, being correct. I mean, you hear me say this all the time. So was I right or was I correct, right? Like mm-hmm. that should be discussed amongst your own like people Peers. that 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 want to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Like like the fact that you're like like now because the consumption of art in, 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 in the in the form of motion picture is is one of those ways is one of those those forms where it's like it's meant to hit you on the first and second time only. But if you're telling me everything that happens, then it's already ruining that first time, which means I don't need to see it twice, which means I don't need to see it at all, effectively. Yeah. If you're strictly there for the narrative plot and story. You know, visuals are different, of course. But like... But but yeah, like like it's in my opinion, I'm not saying that it's ruining the movie industry, but it's certainly ruining something like in regards to the way that movies are perceived and and, and stuff enjoyed. like that too even in regards to the box office because if there's leaks of let's say like oh uh Avengers like 5 is going to be fucking terrible or whatever no one's going to want to see it now compared you know to what? before we we had these opinions from professional critics but even then we know that opinions are subjective and we choose to whether believe them or not believe them or take their recommendation or not Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we have these dickheads that are just screen, and 
I don't want to name any names, but there's people out there who literally, they don't just say, yeah, the movie was bad or whatever. They literally do this thing where they fucking twist their voice and shit and they, and they just, they're so animated. And they say, yeah, this movie's great. This movie's terrible. It's like, how about you speak like a normal person, Chad? <laughs> um, I think I know exactly kind of what you're talking about. Um, because I feel as though this is just more like, you know, something to add on to the point that you're making right now, right? Is that um, with those sort of like criticizing voices and stuff like coming up, I feel as though as well, like there is the effect of they overhype the movie to the point mm-hmm. where like it can never really like ship, I would say, like, you know, all those expectations and like meet them. And the example that I'm going to use here is the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, actually, No Way Home, Uh where, oh my god, there was rumors of uh, Sam Raimi's uh, Doc Ock getting in there, there was rumors of uh, Tobey Maguire, um, Andrew Garfield, all of them showing up. And then all of a sudden, right, now we're being told, no, that none of that's happening, actually. Yeah, imagine the shock if if no one told me that. And we just yeah. saw it. Like how, like, Martian Manhunter popped up on, on Justice League. Yeah. Oh, man. But no. I think, though, that, like, Zack Snyder, like, the Snyderverse, right, would probably be, like, the iconic example of, like, those kinds of people like really using their voice so because this thing wouldn't have happened right unless those critics actually like came out just like no give us the right real version i disagree with you that to a slight dis- uh what's that word um a slight, slight degree yeah degree because um that's an example of fans seeing that that shit like was abused basically as in the mm-hmm. whole film of, of, of justice league was abused yeah. and we publicly know that and we want to change it rather than let's say let's say like someone had a pre-screening and then said it was good or bad or whatever the fuck like from the beginning the the public knew that this was tampered with mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's not like oh pre-screening uh, it was shit uh, whatever this is <laughs> Literally because <laughs> maybe DC and Warner Brothers knew this. I highly doubt it. But they knew that there was going to be like they, they wanted to, to, to whatever. But but yeah, like this is a, a very extreme, strange example because the faith in the creator was already gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's, it's not a case of like, it's not a case of like a pre-screening or like a dickhead that just wants to talk about it or whatever. Like I remember, I don't know, I don't know if like some young cats out there remember this. There was a time where there was an honor code where you do not talk about a movie after two weeks of release. I don't know if people remember that. These days, people want to talk about it instantly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the theories of, of trailer breakdowns, that's a different story because that's out in the public. You had the opportunity to see already. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Yeah. But it's 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 the shit where it's like like motion picture is 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 something that combine combines so many mediums into it, you know? Like mm-hmm. like like pictures, motion in picture, sound and shit like that. It it literally teases a lot of your senses. Um and it's like just just let us consume it. We don't need you to explain or break down everything. You're adding more noise that we now need to filter out or right, right. is now corrupting the way that we enjoy it. That's that's just my personal thing that I really 
like not as i know i mentioned i went to film school and shit none of that matters just as a consumer like i don't want you to enjoy my shit for me like if i if i ordered a pizza or if i had a slice of pizza i don't want you to eat it for me is what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like just 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 let it be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you gotta let go of this shit yeah i'm not even sure how we got onto this point to be honest but i do think that was a, a good rant yeah, I think so too. Cause like it's really dealing with like perspectives and like you know how you take the uh, movies. Cause mm -hmm. what we actually got from the Joss Whedon one was bad, um, and like with the Zack Snyder one, all right, it kind of just fixes everything. Yeah, so I guess like that that takeaway there that's actually important and you know doesn't have anything to do with my consumption of media is I think the studios and stuff should just believe in the creators that they have selected. Otherwise, just don't select them at all. Yeah, yeah. Because Justice League, the Snatter Cut, to me at least, shows a great degree of hard work, dedication, and faithfulness to the source material while still, while still trying to be innovative. It succeeded for the most part. There were certain things that, you know, were a little bit strange. Like I said, Norwegian women singing for like four minutes straight while sniffing a sweater. Um, I, by the way, while we were watching this, as in like the second time for me and the first time for Shane and our homeboy Shamu, I kept on making a joke where it's like, that scene was pretty badass, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, not as badass as no Norwegian, Norwegian women singing by the pond, though. And sniffing his sweater for no sniffing reason. Sniffing his sweater. But yeah. If you were to rate this film, Shane, uh, Snatter Cut of Justice League, out of five or ten, up to you, uh, what would you rate it as? Out of five, I'm going to give it a solid. Ooh boy, I'm gonna say four point six, and I'm only saying that because of what I saw with the Joss Whedon cuts. Because See, I feel as though this goes beyond, right? The, the, just being a good movie. So the reason why I was laughing was because the reason why I gave you either f either a five or ten is so that you have a round number. So mm -hmm. that it, 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 it forces you to push you onto something, but you still said 4.6. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just say a 9 then? <laughs> Fuck your rules. <laughs> uh, I'm probably on a 4 star as well. Um, if mm -hmm. I had to do the 10 point rating, uh, I'm probably leaning towards just under 9 for me as well. Um, I still, like, obviously with everything considered especially uh as a self-contained thing like as in sorry with nothing considered aside from knowing that it's four hours um i think that it was well executed given like those restraints mm -hmm. um and and i think you know zack snyder made most of his footage that he that he that he um had um as far as new inclusions including music choices and uh and reshoots um nothing really bothered me too much i know some people actually i guess the one thing that was kind of jarring to see was ben affleck's nose under the cowl of uh the nightmare sequence um some hmm. people made a huge deal out of it i i, I didn't it didn't really bother me personally yeah, um, he, me he, although his cheekbones were hella deezed like were hella chiseled <laughs> in the reshoots so you could still there is still that degree of like continuity issues there but it was fine um oh a real quick thing i want to mention i wasn't really a big fan of the wonder woman like sting like the musical sting like of the woman just like screaming in the background or singing in the background there I'm like yeah. I don't need to hear that every single time Wonder Woman like takes a breath, man. I was fine with it. The only thing that didn't really kind of like make sense to me was the mascara just blows up. 
Wait, what? Anyways, you mean the, temp- <laughs> you, mean the you mean the temple or or or, or all of the mascara? All of them mascara because Steppenwolf hinted at like Wonder Woman that he murdered everyone there. That's not true. I'm pretty sure it is. I think I think he he did that in reference to a the initial, uh, what, what do you call that? The initial invasion from centuries ago, and then two. I know I just said a earlier, but fuck it, we're on numerical now. Um, uh-huh. and, and then two is um all of the ones that died in the temple because that was meant to be like the elite guard, so to speak. Maybe. I mean, we'll just rewatch it and like figure it out later, I guess. <laughs> We're not rewatching rewatching a fucking four hour movie. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. Uh but yeah, one final thing before we sign off, and Shane didn't know about this. So I was talking to Ruby last night, our friend, and um she's down to do a suicide squad cosplay. Chances are she's gonna be either Harley Quinn or Katana, and chances are I'm either gonna be Deathstroke or Deadshot. My dude, are you down to be Captain Boomerang? <laughs> Um. Oh boy, that's a loaded question. Um. <laughs> and on such a cliffhanger, we will end tonight's episode of the Ghetto Fabulous Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on multiple platforms, including Spotify. <laughs> it's been a while. Take your time. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google Cast, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and much more. Simply type in Ghetto Fabulous Podcast. That is G-H-E-T-T-O-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S Podcast. Once again, G-H-E-T-T-O-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S Podcast. Um, Shane doesn't really have any public social media, but thankfully I do, in which you could find on multiple platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. Just type in Kirby Kwan Jr. That's K-I-R-B-Y-K-W-A-N-J-R. Once again, K-I-R-B-Y-K-W-A-N-J-R. And like I said, don't forget to follow us on the Are You Listening podcast, as well as the Are You Cosplay channel, um, which that reminds me, we finally hit 100 subscribers over at the Are You Cosplay Operations channel. Um, you can find Ew. it on YouTube com forward slash the letter r the letter u cosplay and that will be it for us today shane any closing thoughts or final words restore the snyderverse <laughs> exactly and with that said we are out take care everybody see you